all the dips. Like, and I like really crunchy vegetables, so. That was a good indication of how you're going to be talking. So let's see if this worked. Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are. I want to wear your skin. Hi. Hi. So this is fun. This was fun. Way, way funner than last time. What, much, much funner than Wise Gals. Ugh. I gotta say. Alyssa Milano let me down. It's been like over a week and I can't get over it. Uh, I still just... Why? Why? What? And I'm more... Why on us? <laughs> you know? Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Us. I tried not to think about that I question. Know. But then we watched this one and then I remembered. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, here yeah, we go. Because this was a Lifetime movie. This and was. Wise Gals was just a badly made movie yeah. that premiered on Lifetime. Yes. You know? It was. Yeah. Um, if you've never listened to us before, we are just two trash humans mm-hmm. that watch Lifetime movies. Yep. Drink a variety of beverages. And then pick them apart as much as we want. We are weird garbage lifetime experts at this point. We've been doing it for a long time now. We have. Yeah. This is like episode 27 or something. Something like that, which is just Which means we've watched 27 lifetime movies. Which is too much for human consumption. This year. Yeah. Like, that... I had a goal of reading That's 75 poisoning. books, and instead I've Did watched you? 27 Lifetime movies. <laughs> so if that says anything about who I am. Think about how we could be bettering our lives, but instead, here we are. We're bettering yours by watching these so you don't have to. Hey, man, but quite a few people have tuned into this shit. It's so, true. So, like, it's, the the audience is out there. It is. Yeah. Because people want to know, like, you, you see a Lifetime movie trailer and you're like I bet that's really bad and I kind of want to know what the twist is and then yeah. we watch it and tell you the five twists that you didn't even know existed mm-hmm. yeah like we and we give it to you in layman's terms yeah so you you get to skip the whole 90 minutes and just get the edited version yeah. you get a whole 60 minutes of us talking yeah. shit <laughs> super judgmental speaking of how many people love us <laughs> our <laughs> our babe score right now is 2,081. That's fucking crazy. Uh, we should say it. Good year, right? It's a good year. It, it will yeah. be a good year. It will be we, a good year. If humanity makes it. I, I have mean, a feeling. I don't know that we will. I have a feeling that we're all going to be boiled up by then in a toxic atmosphere. Oh, but yeah. it's it's totally fine. I'm yeah. also hoping for alien like takeover. I'm wearing my alien abduction um, club shirt. Yes. It's that you got me shirt. for my birthday. Not to not to brag, but I, I but it's it's a good shirt. Yeah. I picked a good shirt. So if uh, if you like what we're talking about and you want more and or other things like Kayla putting her feet in spaghetti, we still, do have a, a Patreon. Um, for all of our Patreon subscribers, you get videos of us. Uh, we're waving to the to our Patreon subscribers Hi. right now. Uh, you get videos of us while we're watching the movie. You get videos of us while we're recording the episodes. You get extra episodes. We just released an extra episode like a week ago, I yeah. think. Um, and we're working on... Listen, our schedules are 
wild. So I really appreciate all the Patreon subscribers that have been waiting for us to watch an extra movie. Mm-hmm. We've barely been watching the minimum. So yeah. we are doing our absolute fucking best, I promise. Yeah, we struggle with that for sure. Um, but we love you and it's coming and um, you're here today to hear us talk about is it The Preacher's Mistress? It the is. The Preacher's Mistress. The Preacher's Mistress. Also known as A Woman Betrayed. Which, that's really accurate. Honestly, I feel like I feel like the Canadian second title is so much of a better fit. A Woman than Betrayed. This. It's yeah. she is a woman betrayed on so many levels. Yeah. On every level. And honestly, society, friends, men, everyone. A hundred percent. And also, like when I see a title called like The Preacher's Mistress, I expect a lot more preacher shit. Why did they put numero uno in there? Is it because... Why? Because no one... To be spicy. Because they're in Houston. And Houston's spicy. <laughs> okay, I tried. No, I, I, you're probably I, right. I tried to make an excuse for lifetime. You're probably but... right. They did... The girl that played uh, Sydney is... I think she's either... Uh, also speaks Spanish or that's her um, primary language. Yeah. So maybe they were like... Let's put some Spanish in the synopsis. Here, here we go. Numero Ugh. uno. Can't roll my eyes hard enough. Okay, so the lifetime synopsis of this movie says, When single mom Gwen meets Ed Baker, she thinks she has finally found, quote unquote, Mr. Right. Turns out he's a preacher, already married, with a family. The families aren't... Okay, that's not... And when his wife is murdered, Gwen is suspect numero uno. Numero uno. That means number one for those of you that number didn't know. Number one suspect. Um, there's just no need. No. <laughs> no. I do love that, like, it's like, turns out he's a preacher. Not Mr. Right anymore. No, but that's that's how I feel, like what lifetime is it's just it's un it's unnecessary content uh (laughs) with unnecessary characters and just unnecessary information and And here we are and they are we are taking it all in every week a multi-million dollar business and if they can make it why can't we kayla we're giving them our money we are (laughs) we in for a blanket and all the worth shitty it. movies. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. So, anyway. Um, the main character is Gwen. Yes. As denoted in the synopsis. Um, she's played by Sarah Lancaster, who... Anyone who's watched her and Chuck, please email us, because I fucking love that show. And she was great in it. She was the sister. And anyone who watches Scrubs, please don't email us because we, we are not care. fans of that show. But she was also in that too. Yeah. Um, She's also in Undressed <laughs> and Cruel Intentions too. <laughs> <laughs> and she was in Saved by the Bell, the new class, which also the girl that played Sydney, her name is Natalie. Honestly, I'm really sorry, Sigludi. I'm yeah. not really Sig- sure. Sigludi, something like that. I'm really yeah, sorry. I would know. She you. also was in Saved by the Bell, the new class. So they must have had a fun reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Before she, spoiler alert, kill tries to kill her. And then Ed Baker, the preacher, uh, is played by a guy named Drew Waters, who you will not recognize, but I guess he was in Friday Night Lights. Sure. And um, a sci-fi movie called Mongolian Deathworm, which oh, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> is an excellent, excellent film. 
We'll watch it next. Week. Yeah. God, I would. I would love for some of these like sci-fi because a lot of these uh, lifetime actors and actresses also star in really shitty made-for-TV like sci-fi films. Oh yeah. I would love to watch some of them. Yeah. So okay. In short. This movie deals with a lot of things that Kayla and I can really relate to. Yeah, which was nice and surprising. All packaged up in a really slow-burning twist that I didn't care too much about. And that we also can't uh, identify with. <laughs> so you give us you give us a, a, a little, and then you take a lot. So, you know, you, they tried. They, 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 they tried their best. But before we really delve into it, what are you drinking this week? Oh. Wow, Kayla, thank you for asking. You are welcome. I am drinking. <laughs> this is, the, like, the lamest thing. I am drinking, oh, I'm so white, <laughs> a pumpkin spice coffee blend with a homemade cashew milk <laughs> that I also put tequila in. <laughs> uh, that is incredibly fancy. That's a very fancy mixture. Uh, it's, it's, you know. And you made cashew milk. It's really easy. Yeah. You just soak cashews in water overnight and then you put them in a food processor with some water and like vanilla. And I that's put like it. a bourbon vanilla, some maple sugar, and um, cardamom. So on the other white spectrum, yeah. I'm drinking yeah. a diet rock star. Diet rock star. Yeah. Jesus you know. Christ. So we have everything from. Classy white lady drink to trashy white lady drink. So if you're a part of our Patreon, you can see my mug. It has a motorcycle on it. Does that make this more classy or less classy? Uh, probably more, because it's a pretty cool mug. It is a pretty cool mug. It's like it looks like a camping mug, except it's ceramic and it's huge. I like it. Ah, I I only buy oversized mugs. It's a rule. So this movie. This? opens um with Gwen in a nightmare sequence and it's her like being attacked by some dude that's like you're ruining my marriage and my life <laughs> which if anything is to sum up the movie that's it yeah that's the whole movie um <laughs> but I just wrote she has a kid and her kid wants sugar poofs yeah <laughs> so I I really tend to enjoy the children starring, but being forced to star in these shitty movies. Right. Um, but for some reason, this little boy was really annoying for me the whole fucking movie. He just, he did like, his character was pretty dissociated from anything that was happening. Well, he was also one long whine. Yeah. You know, like every single scene he was in, he was just whining about something. I want sugar poops. I want video games. I want mom's boyfriend to take me to Disney World. Like, I don't want mom to go to jail. Yeah, God, mom. <laughs> like, I just, I can't, I can't, I like, obviously I, I don't have children. I prefer furry animals that can't fucking speak. Um, so, um, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just being really, my child. really heavily judgmental here. Hello, Hello Domino. Child. Hi. Come um, it also, like, zooms in on a past due bill that's on the table, um, and then she goes to work, she works in insurance, she gets a call from... Um, her lender that's like your past due on your mortgage, you owe this month. <laughs> and the guy calling her is named Mr. Man. Uh, yeah, he is. Hello, it's Mr. Man. And he also sounds like a recording that's just like responding to her response. It, like, yes. He sounds like, 
you are due in. It's yeah. like, what? What the, uh, the the production value is is definitely a step back from Wise Gals, but also that's where our comfort level really is. Totally. We find out that they're in Houston, which I think is our first Texas Texan. Yes, movie. it is. Um, and then we meet Sydney, her best friend. Um, and they're kind of talking about, like, oh, her mom had suggested her best friend's son to date Gwen, and mm-hmm. Gwen was not into it, and so she's talking to Sydney about it, and Sydney's like, don't you want, like, a dad for your kid? <laughs> and they start joking about, like, picking one up at the store, and Sydney's like, why don't you look online? And Gwen, very rightly, is like, well, I don't, how do I know that he's not, like, a rapist or a child molester? Or like, uh, you know, I don't know who yeah. these people are. Which, you don't know much more <clears throat> online than you do in person. But still, like, a yeah. fair assessment. Her friend's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's it's fine. But I'm not saying that, uh, like, I mean, plenty of people only date with success and it's fine. And I don't have anything against it. But yeah. You don't know. Like, yeah. you just don't. And and her friend is also kind of, like, the one that doesn't get things. Like, she she also earlier was just like, how did you fall behind on your mortgage? And she was like, well, the AC went out, and we live in Houston, and it's summer, uh, so we die. And then I had car problems, and then my son was sick, so here I am. Yeah. And it's like, those are all real, really? like, things that could, like, we all are, like, a couple, like, weird things away from not having a house. Totally. And so they have this conversation and her friend's like not getting any of her problems. She's like, yeah. I mean, life's easy. I don't fucking I don't, understand. I don't understand. Um, and we don't really know much about Sydney at all. No. So like, I don't know how she's successful or like not having these problems, but yeah. that's tight we, for we her. We just know that they work together at the same insurance agency and they're friends and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, out running, having this conversation, and Sydney drives away, and Gwen also has a flat tire at this point, which, mm-hmm. God, how frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly like, annoying. Uh, and she's like, fuck. And this just dude walks up. I bet they popped her tire. That's probably what happened. A hundred percent. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, totally. Um, and he shows up, and he's like, can I help you? She's like, yes, thanks. So he fixes her tire. And then he asks her on a date, which is whatever. Yeah. But if dudes, if you're going to help a woman, a stranger, and then ask her on a date, okay. But, like, you also have to very clearly give her an out in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Because if there's the assumption that she has to do this, that is terrifying. Yeah. Also, the entire time he was changing her tire, he was also grilling her, like... Like, yeah. like, what your tires look really old. Like, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, I don't really have money for new tires. And he's like, well, you don't really have money to be driving around on bad tires. And it's, and she's like, cool. Yes, okay, stranger who's doing me a really big favor so I can drive away from you. I'll just keep standing here smiling so it doesn't anger you. And then he's like, yeah, you should really talk to your husband or boyfriend about your tire problem. And she's like, also don't have yeah. And then he's like, cool, dinner? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'm glad I have an in here. And it's just like, yo, dude, she, like, you're assuming that, one, she doesn't know that her tires are bad and that she needs new ones. Yeah. Like, that's like, I feel like that 
way about a lot of, like, nutrition advice that comes out that's, like, you should eat only organic and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I know what I should do. Oh, yeah. But here's what I can afford. Mm-hmm. Like, there are plenty of things that could make my life easier if I had the money for them. Like, yeah, but here's my reality. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Here's but how he, I can function. He does, like, tease his actual... Um, identity, and he's like, sorry, I was being preachy. Ooh. He's a preacher! He's a preacher! This is the preacher. Preacher's mistress. Um, um, so she does decide to go out on a date with him. Very quickly. And Sydney is kind enough to come over to Gwen's house and um, babysit uh, Alec is her son's name for oh, him. because for she's her. like, I'm gonna have to find a sitter. He's like, well, if you can't, I love kids. Yeah, and it's like, what, you mean... On a first date. Yeah, on a first date, you're going to take your child to meet someone that, for the first time. That might murder you. Like, you don't know this dude. Yeah, and also just, like, you, I feel like single parents out there might agree that, you know, the first date when you are meeting a stranger might be a little too soon to introduce someone to your child. But hey. But hey, this is you lifetime. You you, Gwen. Um, so... <sighs> Instead of having him come and pick her up at her place, she drives and they meet at the restaurant together. And Sydney's just like, well, I can spend the night if it goes well. And Gwen's like, yeah, this is a first date. Like, right. I, I'll be home. Um, and while she leaves, Gwen starts snooping around her house. And this is a really <laughs> weird thing because, like, she takes a picture of a knife in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. She takes a picture of the bottom of her shoes. And, like, it's kind of weird and creepy, but it's really unclear why. Yeah, like, maybe she needs a new knife set and she really likes this knife yeah. set. Like, she was just complimenting uh, Gwen and asking her, like, where she got her outfit. Like, maybe she really likes these shoes and needs new shoes. Like, you don't know. It doesn't feel super sinister, but you are confused. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, so they go on this date, and again, like, every date in Lifetime is, like, the shittiest date I've it ever seen. It is always the worst fucking date. Like, I would never go on a second nothing, date if I went on any of these first dates. Nothing tops the one where that guy just literally didn't say anything, for me at least. Like, that was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. Well, but And the reason why that particular date is so funny is because Jill hates it because she rightfully so, believes that he was creepy and weird by just silently staring at her. And I hate that first date, and it's my number one worst date, because the woman that he was with wouldn't shut the fuck up about how much she loved buses. Listen, the bus is a great version of transportation. I take the bus, I ride the bus from point A to B, it gets me there, I'm good. You could get on any topic, and if someone across (laughs) from you is fucking silent, you're gonna talk forever about your favorite shampoo. True, I I mean, just anything but the fucking bus. Like, you're not giving him anything to go off I also, if I had started a conversation about the bus and how much I love the bus, it would definitely turn into, one time my friend saw a guy masturbate on a bus, like, it (laughs) would turn into, like, creepy conversation. It would be, it would not be about how much I fucking love the bus. But anyways, back to this horrible first date. She asks him what he does. Yeah. And he, he blurts out, I'm a drug pusher. I'm a drug pusher. Just kidding, I'm in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white guy on a date making jokes. Ha! Uh, and she, oh, and then he like, He's like, did 
you fix your tires yet? She's like, still broke. Yeah. She's like, I have to wait until my next paycheck. And he, like, gives her a look like, come on, lady, that's dangerous. And Ugh. it's also like, I also have a child and myself to feed. Like, right. do not lecture me on our finances on my first date. Right. Please. And also, I know. Like, I know. I know I need to change my tires. I'd love to do it. <sighs> You know, I'd love to go to the doctor. I'd love to have therapy. Like, yeah. I don't have money. Yeah. I don't, so I don't have money. But then she plays along and she goes, so how long you been dealing for? I know! To divert the fucking grilling about uh. her money shit. Um, then Sydney answers the phone at Gwen's house. Yeah, back to Gwen's house. babysitting. Don't answer someone's phone unless no. they explicitly say answer the phone yeah i mean this this is this movie was filmed in the age of cell phones if if gwen was trying to emergency call sydney she just would have called her cell phone or you can just screen the call like just calling the home phone just screen the call on the voicemail star six nine bro like it's just it's it's unnecessary uh but so she has the conversation pretending to be Gwen on the phone with the mortgage company again saying about how she's so far behind that they're going to start going into foreclosure procedures. She gets off the phone, continues to snoop, goes into the closet and finds um like an old box full of photos of uh Gwen when she was younger and also the guy from Gwen's nightmare that attacked her and that she beat off of him who and I correctly guessed yes. was Alex's dad. Yes. Um but Sid Sydney I I keep in my notes I call her Sid. Sid isn't having a reaction to looking at these photos. She no. just goes through them and then puts them back in the box and then <laughs> Which it's Which also, you're watching and you're just like, okay? Like, like who are these? Like, I don't why, know who that is. Wh- wh- also, why does she keep on snooping? Then I just wrote, nothing in anyone's cups because um, Sydney and Gwen are at work and they both have cups and they're drinking <laughs> from them. And there's nothing in the fucking cups! I just, I don't know why it's so hard to put shit in cups and like, movies and TV shows. Like, I can understand when you're, when you're filming. There's something in my cup. Right? Like. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. Like, I understand in, like, in food scenes when people have to pretend to eat food. Because that can, that can be up to, like, 30 takes. Totally. To, like, eat a burger. So you eat, like, 20 burgers. But, like. But if you can't even see the beverage, just put no, water just in put it. No, just put water in it. So at least, like, the actor has the weight of something in a cup. Instead of flinging it around like a crazy like, I'm person. I'm sure there's a reason for it, and I don't care about that I don't reason. care, because our movies would have shit in cups. It makes me so fucking mad. I'm going to make a movie, and it's just going to... Everyone's always going to be holding a cup with something in with it. With something in at it? every single scene. Ooh. What if it's just a 90-minute movie of people walking around in a house with cups? So sad. Yeah, let's do it. Cast me um, So then we go to Ed's home, his real home. Yes. We see his real life, and his wife comes in and she's talking about her parents and he's like yeah I've been working a lot I'm gonna have to do some late nights counseling and she's like uh well can you talk to somebody about this like you're working too much you have a family he's like talk to him and points points to God points to God um but his mom his mom his wife is a stereotypical like trophy wife like Blonde, really attractive, like always wearing like some kind of power suit dress. 
Um, she seems really smart. Yeah, like she's leading a women's uh, Bible study session when he comes in. Um, yeah, like, and their house is a castle. So it's a literal castle. It's obvious that they're doing very well for themselves at whatever mega church that he's running. Then Gwen is asking her mom for money because she has to pay her mortgage. Um, and her mom is like kind of fine with that. But then she's also like, why don't you sell the house and move in with me? And Gwen's like, no, no. I'm a single mom. I'm going to do this all by myself. Yeah. I have to prote- protect and take care of my son. Um, and, like, throughout the movie, they have conversations where, like, neither of them are really wrong. They just are giving two different points of each story. Like, yeah. she could move in with her. It's totally fair of her to, like, not want to move in with her. Yeah. But they, like, start arguing about it. Because it's definitely one of those situations that, like, her mom lives alone in a huge McMansion. Yeah. Gwen and her son Alec live together in their own equally gigantic McMansion. Like, so you can see, like, especially, like, from my point of view, where, like, I grew up dirt poor, like, that's literally all I was thinking about the whole movie. Like, bitch needs to sell that fucking house, move in with her mom, like, put some shit in the savings. You probably not even see her, that house is so big. No, like, but also, but I do then, at the same token, like, understand, uh... Independent, and also, like, I would never live with my mom. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't, like, e- even if my mom was extremely wealthy and we lived in a manner that we never see each other, I would never live with my mom. Yeah. You know, so it's like, so I, I get both both sides totally. of the coin, but, you know. Um. Then we come upon Ed and Sydney together. And yes. we discover. And we're like, what? That they're fucking and also have some sort of plan in place. So things start to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really, like, disclose exactly what's happening, do they? All they say is, because, like, Ed's complaining about how he just wants to be with Sid, and Sydney and Sydney said, soon, like, we'll be together soon, we just have to get her money first. Right. And we both oh, yeah. assume, because uh, Ed was just on the phone with Gwen, having a, a conversation with her, that we think that Sid and Ed are after Gwen's money, but we know Gwen's fucking broke. Yeah, so, so we're, we're like, like, what? Uh, y'all are not gonna get anything there. Yeah, like... y'all are gonna get a car with one donut tire <laughs> <laughs> and three worn tires. Y'all ain't gonna get shit from this Worth situation. It. Then they're all at work, and Ed comes in to surprise Gwen, and Sydney's with a client, and this client recognizes him as a pastor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, pastor, I haven't been coming to church. And Gwen's like, what are you talking yeah. about? And Sydney's like, she's crazy. And it is like a really, really like elderly mm-hmm. woman. So you do, you know, like you could see how Gwen would be like, oh, maybe she's just senile. Right. So, uh, and she's really charmed by Ed because she thinks Ed's being like a really nice gentleman by playing along instead of embarrassing this old lady. How um, sweet of Ed. How sweet of Ed. And so he takes her on a lunch date. They go on this hella boring date. That's all I wrote because I just yeah. didn't fuck. Like nothing happened. 
He's just like, what a nice night. The city's so different up here. I don't know. Yeah, because we see care. we see six dates and they're all the worst dates. So like we we see the lunch date when where they're eating salad and laughing at their salad, and then they're like as you walking do as around, a white right? And then they're walking around downtown, staring up at the buildings and laughing at the buildings. They're and so big. They're so big. These big big. Brick buildings to the skies. <laughs> We're so, so small. God, have you ever just sat here and thought about what's going on with salad? Sa- I just there's just so many plants on a plate. I just I the leaves. We're eating the leaves. It's just, it's just it's, this is fine and funny. So you know, all dates that none of us would go on. Uh, then her mom gives her the loan. And, uh, she, like, writes the check and, like, puts it in an envelope to her mortgage company or whatever, the lender, and Sydney sees it and shreds it. And I just... Oh, the anxiety. Oh, it oh. oh it's and it painful. never, like, it never gets brought but up. It, ne- it never, and I thought that was going to be a big thing. Like, I thought the house was going to get foreclosed. Right. I thought then, you know, she was going to have to move back in with her mom. It's never it's brought never up brought, again. The guy never calls, even though he called, like, five fucking times there's, in, like, two days. There's no repercussions. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, then the wife rightfully suspects that Ed is cheating and hires a a PI, a private investigator. And then Ed meets Alec after two weeks of dating. Yes. And um, he comes in, they're going to have dinner, and he comes in and Alec is playing a video game. And Alec is having a hard time beating, like, the final boss, so... Uh, what does uh, a white dude do but take the controller from the child and is like, oh, I'll do this Let for you. Let me show you. And, this, and they, do, they, they actively frame this poor child for being desperate for male attention and just really wanting, like, a father figure. So Alec immediately falls in love with Ed, and um, then they have dinner, and Alec's just like, well, like, will will you be my new dad? Are you gonna marry my mom? And she's like, oh, that you know, that's really nice, but that's not really a question that we ask. Which it's also like that's a fair question for Alec to be asking because he should be meeting him like way later in their relationship. Yeah. And <laughs> also, you know, maybe Gwen should have sat down and had a conversation with Alec about what it meant. For this guy to be coming over and having dinner. Like, what did it mean? Yeah, you know, like... I don't fucking know. And she can frame it in any way she likes. You know, she can be like, you know, we're friends, or he's my boyfriend. And, like, do you have any questions about that? Like, is there anything you want to know? Like, it could have been set up instead of this child being like, are you my daddy? So, you know, that's weird. Um, then we see Sydney steal... Uh, Gwen's house key, though it's not entirely clear that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and she goes and makes a copy. Um, and then the they go to a baseball... They go to uh, Alex's, like, Little League game, and the mom is there, and Gwen and Ed are there, so the mom meets Ed, and she's, like, grilling him. And afterwards, she's, like... Basically, is, like, confronting Gwen. She's, like, I feel like things are moving too fast. Like, 
why because he he says that he wants to move to houston he's living in austin right now and he's like yeah my job is like bringing me to houston more and you know i didn't really have a reason to move there before and like looks at gwen is like but now i do now i do and rightfully so her mom's like what the fuck you guys just started dating like you guys just you guys met a week and a half ago and like, he wants to move to Houston for you, and, like, he's getting involved in Alex's life. And Gwen's like, you never like the guys that I date, Mom! <laughs> God, Mom! Just Get out of here! So, then Ed's staying the night again, and uh, she has one of her nightmares. And when Ed wakes her up, she's just like, okay, so I need to tell you that... it." Alex's dad was actually married to someone else, and when I told him that I was pregnant with Alec, he attacked me, and um, I protected myself, and I knocked him out and called the cops, but he has friends on the police force, and they believed him when he said that I was crazy, and I and I hit him. Like, tried to kill him um, or something. And I guess, you know, when the cop showed up, she didn't have any marks on her because he was in the process of attacking her, and he had marks on him, and so the cops bought it, and they gave her probation. Well, they arrested for, her. Yeah, they arrested her. And gave her. her probation, and then he got a restraining order against her. And she literally says, I should have let him beat me up more so that they would know that he was trying to kill me. And that is such a sad but actual fucking thing that yeah. women think about in these situations. Every day. Like, is someone going to believe me when I tell them that my boyfriend or husband or or person, a dude that i know yeah is physically abusing me or emotionally abusing me like because i'm not presenting any marks or any trauma right. like i he didn't put me in the hospital so it's not abuse like right. that's like that's a real fucking thing and that's like you know whenever you're listening to this like we just had the whole kavanaugh thing he was just confirmed and that was the whole thing with Ford and believing women and I like I feel like a lot of people that are like against this idea for some fucking weird reason are like well but what about false accusations and that's making the false assumption that everything is about putting men in jail for what they're doing and yeah like okay they should get reprimanded but the point is the women need to be protected. Like, yes, there needs to be consequences for the men, but what we're asking for is for protection for the women. Like, and, and and for ultimately for women to be believed. Believed and safe yeah. and, like, not put in harm's way and not thought of as the aggressor. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And, and yes, there are women that are that are aggressive and they, yeah, that hurt people, and that's also not okay. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is that, you know men are more likely to be a victim of abuse from women, from men, than they are to be falsely accused of assault or rape. So, like, like when you think about that, it's just, it's right. like there are obviously so many societal things that have to be changed and have to be addressed, and it's it's only going to change and be addressed if we decide to change the culture about it. And a large reason why it's believe women and not just believe victims, and it is believe victims. Like, yeah. yes, you must believe all victims. 
um, is partially because, you know, when all this shit came out against uh, pastor was it pastors? Yeah, or, like, uh, uh, priests. Um, priests? Yeah. Um, it was men coming forward, mm-hmm. and they were just immediately believed, and rightfully so. They should be believed. Yeah. And then when women come forward, we're told, mm, she just wants his money, or, like, she just wants him to go down for something, or... Yeah, and the excuses is that, you know, we as a society were more apt to believe these male victims that came forward after 10, 20, 30 years from their original assault because men would only be telling the truth if they came forward because assault and being a victim of sexual assault ruins a man's um, reputation because it is damaging to male ego and masculinity to be a victim of sexual assault, which is one super fucked up way of thinking. Uh, two, unfortunately how our society treats men who have yeah, been it's, victimized. It's not untrue. Yeah. And then, and then three, that's why these men were believed. And I, and I, I believe them. I think they should believe, uh, I think they should be believed by society. But and I think it's fair to it say that they, to. that they didn't come forward for those reasons. And yeah, that's 100%. also why women don't come forward. Yeah. Like, it's just no different is the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that people's reactions to the two are different. And Absolutely. It's, it's very frustrating. So, like, this whole nightmare sequence was really kind of tough because it was just, like, she was led to believe that she was in love with someone. She was pregnant by him. She didn't... Mm-hmm. I don't know that she knew that he was married. It it's, was never really clear. Eh, it's, it's not clear, yeah. Uh, but, you know, she fell in love with a married man, whether she knew that or not. And so that's taken out... Like, the rug's thrown out from under her. Mm-hmm. This guy's pissed at her. He tries to kill her. And then she gets a restraining order against her. She goes... Gets arrested. Yep. She's pregnant. Like, and now she's just a broke single mom because of all this shit, because of other things, and, yeah. you know, say say pick yourself up by your bootstraps all you fucking want, but this lady can't catch a fucking break. Right. It's ridiculous. And then it turns out that after all these incidences, um, that then Alex's dad died when he was in a, when he was driving drunk. He and got, that's how His he wife died. left him. Yeah. And the night that she left him, he got really wasted and drove his car into a pole and died. Yeah. So, so that's her fault, right? That's Gwen's yep. fault. Yeah. Listen, women okay. are the devil. Yes, I I I am the devil. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a fucking fact. So because I can all, believe this. You know, if you believe in climate change, it's women. It's actually all of women's farts just heating up. If you because ours are warmer yeah, than men's. And because you guys are letting us out of the house more, like you're not keeping us like <laughs> that locked was up. A mistake. That was a mistake because yeah. now our farts are outside I mean, the house. We can drive. Yeah, like, I know. It's wild. It's <laughs> fucking wild. Yeah, oh, so every day I go to work and I just beef all day at work and that heats up the ozone and that's uh that's climate change. Not even sorry. Not even sorry. So then the wife finds out about Gwen yes. from, the, from the PI to move on to other topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and she blames Gwen because, again, women are the devil. Yeah. And the PI is even like, I like she didn't know he was married. And yeah. she's like, well, that whore isn't going to get my husband. Let me just say this. Lifetime fucking loves to call women whores yes. when they're just having sex with people. I don't know. Like, that's pretty whorish. <laughs> Like you, you're having sex as a consensual adult. That's you're right. pretty whorish. You're right. You're yeah. right. 
She's a whore. And how dare you? Um. Then the mom, <laughs> like, gets a fucking thing in the mail. <laughs> like, a, one of those, like, postcards in the mail that are ads. Yeah. And it's a fucking picture of Ed. And it's like, come to church, find Jesus. And she's like... Oh, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> that but whore of a daughter of mine. She's super smart, and she's like, Gwen, we're going to church. Yeah. And Gwen's like, why? I don't want to go to church. And then they walk into this mega church with, like, a band, and it looks fun. Uh, it does not. Uh, and she sees him preaching, and then, like, cannot get out of the pews. The pew is a mile <laughs> long. The, there's just, it's all, the whole building is apparently a fucking pew. There's no breaks in it. Okay, and then one of the better scenes of the movie, the wife comes to Gwen's work. Yes. And Gwen's boss is the fucking uh the like MVP of this movie. Oh, 100%. He comes like it just shows up whenever anyone's confronting Gwen. He's like, "I'm sorry, what are you doing here?" Yeah. And the wife's like, "She's fucking my husband." And he's like, I'm going to need you to leave. If you don't have business here, get out. Yeah, because this is a place of business. And then, like, and then he's not, like, he doesn't then turn to Gwen and be like, what the fuck, or, like, everyone else in this movie is. He's just like, you okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. He's like, do you need anything? Like, he's just the best. And it's, you wouldn't expect it. Because he looks kind of like Dwight Schrute with a mullet. He does. And so when you see the boss come around the corner, you're like, oh, fuck, she's going to get fired. Dwight. It might be. Yeah. And you, so you think she's going to get fired, but no, he's He's, he's chill just really as on her fuck. side. Um, and so immediately after that, Gwen goes and confronts Ed because he's been texting her and she's just like, fuck you, dude. But here's, here's the thing she confronts him, and mm. the first thing he says is, Gwen, I was going to tell you. <laughs> About your other life? Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about, like, dude? I don't, even, I don't even know if your real name is Ed, because nothing you told me is true. And then he's like, just give me some time. Like, this marriage has been over. I'm going to leave her. I'm going to give all of it up for you. And she's like, I don't have forever. She lets it. Like, she's she, like, okay. Yeah, like, because she hasn't been through this before. She isn't still traumatized from the last time this happened to her. So, like, yeah, I'll give you some time, Ed. I've known you for 11 days, and I feel and you really good about lied this. lied about literally everything? It's fine. It's fine. You take your time. You, you take Just it. Just not forever. Um, then Sydney kills the wife. Yeah, yeah, so all of a sudden, uh, so obviously fucking Gwen is devastated, uh, her mom takes Alec for the night, and she goes over to Sydney's house, and Sydney is grinding up pills, being an actual drug pusher, and drugs... Drugs Gwen. I think, and then she I sneaks think out. Sydney might come to her house because oh, is that what it was? I thought she was at Sydney's also, oh, but then shit. when the police confront her, she's like, "Yeah, I was alone that night." Oh, I think so you're right. I think right. she like drugs her and then leaves. But she sees or that's the photo. another night. Am I confusing the nights? I think maybe. I mean, there's a lot of nights. I just I 
I wrote I think so she is many by pages. herself because she just like drinks about a glass of wine. She does go to bed early. She like yeah. takes her a Valium. She calls her. I am confused. She takes a yes. Valium and drinks wine. Listen, yes. this movie, the, you guys, I, I mean, there's so much. We're figuring yeah. it out with you all. Yeah. So she, so Gwen is upset. She, she does, she takes a Valium. She and drinks pours, a huge glass of wine. It is a huge glass yeah. of wine. Like this is not, you should not do those two things, by the way. And then she passes out on the couch and then she and then she was on the phone with Sydney ha, like telling her like yeah i just it was a bad day i'm going to pass yeah. the fuck out sydney gets off the phone and she's outside of her house and then she's outside of her house and she goes into her house and steals her phone i think she just goes and texts i don't even think she takes it well she has to take it cuz she texts it at the house and that's oh, when the the, the, the cops you're right. were like you're, right. you're trying it so then sydney goes to ed's house and the wife is pulling up to the house in her car talking to whoever pops out is in the garage and fucking Sydney just shakes just her. knifes her with, like, a fucking, like, small-ass kitchen knife. Yeah, like, she was taking photos of that huge knife block set. And, and she, she's wearing the shoes she took a picture yeah, of. Yeah, but she chose a paring knife instead of any of the big knives. It's, like, a little bit serrated, but it, she stabs her once, and then she's, like, done. Dead. Super dead. Super dead. Yeah. And then she takes out Gwen's phone and texts Ed, like, it's all going to work out just fine. And, and leaves. Ed's at, like, some pastor meeting or Whatever. something. Whatever. Um, the mom goes, oh, she, for some reason, I don't remember why, she or who she's talking to, but she thinks that Gwen's being set up because she gets questioned by the cops at work. Yeah. And the boss shows up again, and he's like, excuse me, are you arresting her? And yeah. they're like... No, we just have some questions. He's like, I'd like you to leave. Yeah, fucking boss ass motherfucker. He's so nice. Oh but my it also God. like the cops are doing what they would do and yeah. like they're doing it well, but it is so frustrating cuz like the cops like, yeah, my sister's a single mom. Like, I don't know how she does it. I can see how she would be lured by a married man, blah blah blah, like yeah. trying to relate to her and Gwen's like, yeah, okay. Didn't know he was married. Uh, like, bye. See you. Bye. Then when Gwen's home with her kid by herself, the cops show up and arrest her. Yes. For the murder of whatever her name is. Um, then the mom contacts the private investigator that had been following Ed, and she's like, hey, I need you to help, like... I think she's being set up, and you know that she didn't know he was married. Like, can you help us out? So he goes to the jail and talks to Gwen, and it's obvious they're going to fuck eventually. Yep. <laughs> yep, um, it is. And also, Alec the kid is staying with Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Aunt Reba! <laughs> so funny. He's saying, like... The grandma's, like, he's staying with Aunt Reba, and there's a picture of, like, a red-headed woman, and both Kayla and I were like, that's Reba Yeah, McIntyre. because also Gwen's mom is, like, a bright red-headed lady, yeah. so, I mean, assumptions. We made them. They make way more than we do. I mean, then they make sense. They go, uh, they're, like, just deciding if she's gonna be charged or not, and the judge, who's this old white dude, is like, yeah, definitely she's gonna get charged. <laughs> Um, and the, her lawyer is like, we'd like her to be out on bail. Like she's not, you know, she's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And they do afford her bail, even though the other lawyer, did he fart? Oh, he farted. Yeah. 
Um, the other lawyer is like, she's a menace to society. She could kill again. And it's like, well, she's still innocent until proven guilty. Like, right. Kayla and I had a, a conversation. I, I don't know how, neither of us know how we feel about that no. situation. Like, it's tough. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, the the justice system in, in this country is, really is completely fucked. So then it's really hard to have, like, certain opinions about things like bail, like, I don't, like, I don't know, like, like, going to jail before being, you know, proven guilty in a court of law. Like, there's just, there's so many things that just, like, it, our system's fucked, and it's yeah. really hard to be, like, the older I get, the, the least the less hard stance opinions I have yeah. on certain shit like that because it's like, oh, well, this is a capitalist country that that is literally making money off of putting people in jail in for-profit prisons. Right. Like, so, yeah. And they're you know. still building that new youth jail here. Yep. Just, anyway, so that's a whole other conversation that's really challenging and frustrating and, like, she's a white woman, so I, like... In some ways, it works for her. In some ways, it doesn't. Yeah. But if she was a black man, it would not work for her no. in any instance. No, she would so. not have made bail. That's that's <sighs> for sure. Um, then, uh, oh, so then Sydney comes over. That's when they're drinking this, wine. This is where I got confused. And Sydney puts a bunch of drugs into Gwen's wine and uh, Gwen, they're at Sydney's house. Gwen goes upstairs to grab some sweatpants, and she opens up a drawer, um, and there's a picture in it of a little girl and a little boy, and she's like, oh, who's this? And Sydney's like, that's my brother. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you had a brother. She's like, yeah, I had one. He <laughs> was killed in a car accident seven years ago. And she's like, he looks a little bit like Alec, huh? And we're just staring at Gwen, like, come, come on, on, lady. <laughs> come on. And Sydney's like, actually, Alec looks a lot like him. <laughs> and she still doesn't get no. it. She still just like, what? And finally, she's like, oh, you're Jake's sister. Yep, there it is. And uh, that's when she discovers that she's been drugged because for some reason it takes like a fucking hour uh, and we're just spoiled in all the other movies. It takes less than 30 seconds <laughs> for a, Maybe it's for a bitch it wasn't to get knocked iced out. Tea. It was, That's why. It was in That's why. Um, then Sydney puts her Gwen into her trunk and she meets Ed in a parking garage, which the private investigator follows them very conspicuously. Oh my God. He is constantly like running in the middle of traffic, like just so just obvious holding a, the camera above his head with the flash on. Like there's just so many times where it's like, you would not have any clientele. No. Like you wouldn't, but somehow they don't see him. And, uh, Sydney's like, Ed, we have a problem, and opens the trunk, and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck? And Sydney's like, she knows who I am now, because I told her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, because she wasn't, like, I know that that was her whole point, but it's like, dude, she was not getting it. No. Like, <laughs> she was, she literally had to be like, that's my, you fuck, Alex is my, okay, all right. And, like. 
she didn't even need to, I mean, she just wanted the satisfaction of her figuring it out, right? Yeah, she... Because she could have just killed her. She was the epitome of the evil monologuer. Yeah. Like, she had to give she her the full rundown. She talking while others were literally knifing each other. Yeah. Like, she was giving her monologue, like, telling Gwen things, yeah. and Gwen's, like, in a knife fight with Ed, right? not like, listening It took me years all. to find you, <laughs> and then I had to get a job with your company, and then I had to make nice with you and listen yeah, to and you talk. Like what? it's things that like she wants sympathy and it's like you're literally trying to kill her right now. Yeah. She gives no fucks about your job. Like, what do you? And you are telling a tale as long as this movie. <laughs> like, you need to shut the fuck up and stab someone. Um, and then uh, Gwen stabs Ed in the stomach and he dies instantly. Instantly. And then oh, uh, she stabs Sid in the foot. Oh my god! Uh. And it's. And she's Ugh. done for. Like, she can't do anything at that point, no. apparently. I mean, if you stabbed me in the foot, I'd be I'd done. done. Like, absolutely. Um, Sydney had already shot the private investigator in the shoulder. Private investigator goes to the hospital. Sydney and Alec and her mom all show up. And, you know, they're going to all go to Disney Disney World together and live happily ever after. Oh, yeah, because, you know, fucking Gwen and the P.I. are vibing in the hospital. And the, the cop that had uh, interrogated her before was like, sorry? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm going to call the office tomorrow and tell them to drop those charges. Thanks so much. Like, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Cool. Rad. Um... It was fun. Yeah. I mean, there were some parts that were really a slow burn. Oh, for real. That dude talked so slow. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was like, get to the fucking point, I think he was just really trying to force, like, a southern drawl, and so he just talked like this. You Uh, and me. (laughs) No. No. Above the Oh God, gross! It's so different. Up here. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Ugh. like there are so many Lifetime movies that have like a bajillion twists and turns, and I and I literally I can't I I can't I don't know what's going on. And this these was, all came together. These like came together, and then I didn't know what was going on when they were doing some of the twists and turns because they were actually surprising and revealing yeah. something. Yeah. Not because they fucking lost me. Yeah. So that was super refreshing. I I actually liked the fact that I didn't know that it was a plot to get Gwen I, yeah, until I halfway enjoyed through that. the movie. Yeah. Like I, I was really, really blindsided. Um, and then when fun. we find out that him and Sydney were fucking when they revealed that, I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. Okay, so how many fleece blankets would you give it, though? I'd give it four. I had a fun time. I'm also giving it four. Yeah, I think it I think it was just a good ride. It if was, the production yeah. value was better, I could, I could give it a five. Yeah. But the production value, it was obviously made on the cheap, which is fine, but, like, its zipper was definitely showing a few times. Just put something in that cup. Right? And Ed's wife, man, was a shitty actress. They did on those mile-long pews. That was it. Um, so yeah, I had a good time. Um, it dealt with shit, like we said, like, it dealt with shit that we can relate to. And not that, like, we need to relate to everything that a Lifetime movie does. No. But it was just, 
even though they were living in these really, like, large houses, it was obvious that, like, they had other shit going on, and they were really transparent about that, and I appreciated that it was, like, yeah, man, I can, like, this is something that sucks, and, like, it's not just, oh, my life is so tough because, you know, the PTA doesn't like me. Yeah. The, The 2018 luxury SUV is only available in a taupe and not a beige. I want opinions but let's just put things in perspective right you know? for real yeah for real um so that was this movie you should maybe watch it you might have fun with this honestly i mean now you know all the spoilers so sorry but whatever yeah still fun um and next we're gonna watch a spooky movie <laughs> we're gonna watch a spooky movie yes from uh, lifetime uh, yes a lifetime spooky movie so that's coming out next week so be excited about that because it is halloween season Woo! and we're gonna make spooky socks yeah and We've i got ghosts on. and i just i just brought my spooky vibe today that's yeah, all always yeah, yeah. always um so join our patreon so that you can watch the spooky movie with us yes and that's the best part about um also being in the tier where you get to watch while we watch the movies is because you also get to interact with us yeah so like if you are available when we are meeting up to watch the movie you not only get to watch it with us but you get to talk to us about what the fuck's happening in the movie which is a lot of fun so if you are watching live like we keep our phones open and we'll like keep uh, keep checking on your comments and speak to you and write back to you and yeah, it's fun. It's like we're all watching it together, right? So but we fun. don't have to leave. And it's house. only five dollars a month to be in that tier. Yeah, so it's really affordable. You can try it for a month, see what you think. For real. Um, and that's about all we got. If you would keep listening and keep reviewing we did get a new review this week from vanessa thank you so much yeah vanessa. absolutely um she likes what we do and that means a whole lot because we're watching some shitty movies For so real. like your encouragement really means the world and and the reviews are some of the best ways that you can really help us because yeah. it breaks up that the algorithms to get us up on the charts to have more people and strangers listening to us. So tell your friends about us. For real. Um, tell your friends. Be like, yo, this podcast is hilarious. You won't ever have to watch a Lifetime movie again unless you want to. Yeah, like tell the lady you're cheating on your wife with. Tell your mistress. Uh, you know, tell... Tell your mistress's mom. I bet she'd like it. Tell your small children. Yeah. Yeah. They swear a lot, but that's fine. That's fine. They're cool. Yeah, the, again, the world's gonna burn in, like, 20 years, From so. our farts. Whatever. Whatever. Just let your kids listen to it. <laughs> um, cool. So, we'll see you next time. Yep. I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are... I, I wanna wear, wear your skin! Bye! Bye! Bye.